You guys ready to do this? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, fans around the world. We welcome you to this historic event. Historic because we've seen boys become men, men become leaders, and leaders become legends. Well, well, well. Well, here we are. <laughs> Look what the cat has dragged back into this mm. establishment. Yes, welcome back. How are you, mate? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. It's been a big weekend. I'm I'm battle wounded. Mm. Yeah. Everyone's going to be waiting for the. K-tsh. I can't no. do it today. No, okay. no beers. This is a. Boozeless Giants an edition. In, the intervention episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I'm doing well. Had an amazing weekend. How are you, mate? Yeah, very well, thank you. Yeah, uh, just plodding along, you know, head down, bum up. Yeah, no, that's the right way to be. Welcome back to everyone to another episode of the Refill, a very bumper edition because we're not talking about AFL. No. <laughs> just kidding. Well, there might be a little here, yeah, maybe a little, here and there. Here maybe, and a little, there. maybe a little sprinkle of AFL, but a lot going on in the sporting world. Uh, it's honestly, I think we, we probably should just, we probably should dive straight in. Um, yeah, why Because not? it's, honestly, there's so much to get to and, you know, we our time is precious. It is, it is full as a state school, so we may as well hook into it. It is. So I will now throw it to Sandra Sully. 10's Late Night News with Sandra Sun. We begin with the signing of... Keeping you informed, keeping you involved, keeping you in touch. Australia's most established late news service, the Late Night News with Sandra Sully. Weeknights on 10. That voice. This sultry. Honestly, like, like rain, like a rainy day with your missus. Peaceful, <laughs> comforting. Okay. Just beautiful. Uh, you can start, my man. Okay, Gold Trip has brushed aside an international challenge to win the Melbourne Cup, giving one of Australia's biggest stables in Kieran Maher and David Eustace a breakthrough in the big race, the big dance. The Well, not the big dance because the big dance is actually a competing race. If you, if you listen to the dribble that comes out of uh, Peter Volandi's mouth. Oh, you mean the not the Everest? No, there's actually a race. It's called the big dance. Oh, okay. That actually happens in Sydney. On the same day as Melbourne Cup Day, uh, so and fair to show, say it's been overshadowed. Oh, Peter Volandi says in five years the big dance will be more popular than the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, he says a lot of things. He he does like rugby league, rugby league, rugby league, rugby league, rugby league. <laughs> but honestly, uh, I'm not a big horse racing guy. I love the Spring Carnival. Yeah, look, um, it was one of those. Um, Races where you have a really short price favourite, and mm. so often they have a short price favourite, especially when it's an international raider. Yeah, that's just never, doesn't doesn't mm. get the get the job done. Um, and it's never never been tested at the distance. Yeah, it, it did seem like one of those favourites where it wasn't like you weren't confident backing it at the price you were backing it at. No, so. it was way too short. So, um, and look, Gold Trip uh, had a disappointing Cox Plate, but it did finish. Uh, I think it was second in the Caulfield Cup, which is usually yeah. a pretty good um, well, form line. I believe it's the, it the highest rated horse going into the Melbourne Cup, which is yeah. why it had... Which is the top, right, top yeah. weight, yeah. Which is why it had the top weight. And 
I always find it interesting to me is how people will knock a horse, you know, and they go, oh, he's carrying a lot of weight. But yeah. it's like, it's usually like two kilos. And yeah. I understand carrying two kilos over like two miles or have along the races, but it is two kilos. Like I've been carrying, I, I keep well in carrying two. more kilos and I seem to handle every yeah. trip I take. Yeah. Um, not well, but I, well, I'm handling well, it. Well enough. Well, well enough. So, I think that was Mark Zara's first Melbourne Cup. So, yep, I, I'm one of those people who I like to see new people win the Melbourne yeah. Cup because I yep. think it's a it's such a cool thing like yep. to to win that. You know, seeing Michelle Payne win, obviously that yep. was incredible. Yeah, I just want to see everyone. I just want to see everyone get it. You just love sharing the sharing the love. Yeah, but uh, look, full credit to the Flemington Race Group. Is that what it's called? Uh, the VRC. The VRC for we've had some shocking weather. Yeah, it's been um, floody. Yeah, very, very, very um, millhouse flood pantsy. Dare so, I say moist? Oh, very moist. Mm. And to to put it together, I think it's what is it like three ra- three race days in, in yeah the, in less than a week. Yeah, uh, pretty spectacular uh, achievement in my opinion, considering the the state of yeah the the rain and what everything else looks like. So. Hats off to them and uh, congrats to the Ma Eustace Stable for uh, for winning their first Melbourne Cup. Absolutely. The NHL is reportedly looking at playing games in Australia. The league is said to be moving ahead with a process to determine whether it can play games down under in the coming years. Australia has one current NHL player in Nathan Walker of the St. Louis Blues. So when... Would they come down? Do you think our winter? Is that an obvious yeah. thing, or because they're all indoor indoor stadiums, you could it's, probably do it whenever, couldn't you? Yeah, so it would, it, it's reportedly to be in Melbourne, yeah. and it would be uh, it it would be this time of year. So apparently, it's it's going to be early twenty twenty three or early twenty twenty four. So it would kick off their season? Not necessarily. It'd be in the middle of the season. So okay, the, right. the NHL does what's called the Global Series. So yep. right now uh, they've got two teams which are in Finland. The middle of the season, they're just over there. Uh, yeah. Play a couple of games. Obviously they, they do it predominantly in Europe. So yeah, they did one yeah. at the start of the year. I think it was in maybe the Czech Republic. I'm pretty sure it was the Czech Republic where they had two teams play there. Yep. Um, and... Honestly, for someone like me, this is you know I, I could never dream of I could never dream of seeing an NHL game in Australia. The prices would be through the roof, but it would be a non-negotiable for me. I think it's going to be held at uh, High Sense or yeah, John, which would be John McCain Arena, whatever whatever that yeah, thing's the thing. Is. Again. That thing changes names. I swear, like every six months. <laughs> uh, I, I will I will say this though: I'm a little skeptical uh, because they have had hockey games there before mm-hmm. and the ice actually this is a funny story i it's not really a funny story i pretended to be a journalist i said i was from the age okay to get media accreditation because i wanted to be i wanted to go there and interview players so i you wanted to you wanted to be a liniment sniffer yeah and i did yeah and you yeah okay and i was literally on the bench um there was a handful of <laughs> nhl players who played in this uh, it was like a charity Sort of a thing. Yeah. Um, the ice was disgraceful. Um, the whole so setup was. You dis- would hope they've learnt from that experience. Yeah, the NHL is obviously completely different to what came down here, but I think the the climate is going to make it pretty 
is going to make it tough. They do play in California, Vegas, Arizona. So well, yeah, if they can play there, they can play. Mm. Yeah. It's but as you say, yeah, they need to um, step mm. up the. But geez, it would be good. That would be that would that would be pretty. That'd be pretty special for me. That'd probably be a highlight in my sporting viewership. Mm, absolutely, so, you are passionate. So fingers crossed, uh, we get to see. It would most likely be the Boston Bruins and the St. Louis Blues. So um, two of your favourite teams, I know. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Near and dear to your heart. Love, so love, love both. Watch this space. Well, Australia's T Twenty World Cup campaign is officially over. It's in tatters after a nervy England, it must be said, defeated Sri Lanka in Sydney to take the final semi-final spot in their group and bundle out mm. the Aussies. Um, disappointing, to say the least. Well, disappointing. Uh, and again, there's, so there's never been a um, in the men's um, competition a team that's gone back-to-back. And again, so we'll have another new champion, so to speak, uh, this year, but it doesn't take much. I mean, obviously, you know, the nature of the game, 20 overs aside, it doesn't take much for you to miss out. Like, it, you know, I only, only needs one or two things to go wrong and you're gone, ski. So, mm-hmm. but Australia just still don't, to me, they just don't seem to have the formula right. I know they won the last one, but that yeah. sort of was off the back of some just Mitch Marsh, you know, brilliance and, and, yeah. and things came, and things just went right from at the end. But, yeah, I just don't know if we've got our formula right. Dropping Stark for that last game against uh, yeah. Afghanistan was real weird areas. I think maybe we will table this because I can see you're angry. I know I'm angry. I'm not angry. I'm just uh, bemused, disappointed. I'm angry, okay, bemused, you. disappointed. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's table this. Let's not use too much of our creative juice and really go back on a Mitchell Stark long run. Like he should have been against Afghanistan, and okay, and, like and it. send it to the other end of the world because I am upset. I'm upset. But moving on to something a little bit more positive. Now, on the third of November, we saw the 29th sports equinox in the history of sports. Now, for those who don't know what a sports equinox is, it is when the NHL, NFL, MLB, and NBA all hold games on the same day. Mm-hmm. Now, did you know what a sports equinox was before I've read that out? Yes, I'd heard that it was happening. So um, was I paying attention on the 3rd of November? No. <laughs> um, uh, to me, it was just any other day. But, um, yeah, how was it? What happened? Uh, so there was quite a lot of like, quite a lot of NHL there was only a handful of NBA and there was one MLB as we had the World Series and one NFL game. Two of the games were complete fizzes. Mm-hmm. I don't really follow the NBA. And yeah, I think I know the games. Yeah, there's only two games on it. Yeah, it was yeah, by the by. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those things that I think is more of a cool. Well, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a sports lover's mm. paradise. It's, and I, you know. I absolutely, I, I mark these days down in my calendar, but can understand why the casual observer, it, you know what you know it would be great for? A real Bucks trip, Vegas kind of. Yeah, a, or even if you were just at a sports bar. Yeah. You know, just, just, just wall-to-wall sport. Yeah, just um, looking like a bobblehead. Your head yeah. bouncing around every different TV. Oh, yeah, I'd be well into that. I'd be well into that. Um, but, yeah, no, look. It's great. 
Yep. It's great stuff. No, it is. It's a, it, it's a, it's a cool little thing. And I think that's on one of my, one of my bucket lists is to do that, do where, that in a where, Vegas sports book. So Vegas is the, is the place you'd go. Yeah. And yeah. just really just, just dabble into my inheritance. My, Cause I'm, we, it's well known. I'm a silver spooner. One percenter, so just dabble into some of my inheritance. Yeah, as I see you wearing of... the um, Adidas Gucci collection in front of me, <laughs> I'm not wearing the Katy Perry Menu Log collaboration. That's for sure. No, no, if you do. Uh, um, so, so yeah, I'll go to Vegas. Fuck it, I've got enough money. I'll bring you out with me. We can do it. We can great. do. A, we'll do. A, we'll do a recording from. Love it. The in, Bellagio. In, uh, in between halftime of one of the um, four different <laughs> sports going on. One of the 18 NBA games going yeah, exactly. on. Exactly. Um, the St Kilda Football Club has announced Ross the Boss Lyon as its new AFL senior coach. Uh, Lyon previously coached the Saints, of course, from 2007 to 2021 and steered the club into three grand final appearances, uh, no success, unfortunately, uh, and will hold the role for at least the next four seasons. Um, obviously, this, if you know, if you were listening to our last podcast, right at the end, uh, this news broke and we spruked it and we were sort of humorously... We spoke about like, the possibility. Imagine, yeah. imagine Ross Lyon coming back, um, not without any real... No. Certainly, I don't think. I think you know what I think. It. I think maybe the next day, mm. I was talking to my housemate about it the next day, and and it's it started just made started to make yeah. more sense. Yeah, I guess when you when you look at the timing of the firing, it really didn't make sense for a new coach to step in at that point. Yeah, because uh, if you're going to go with an unproven coach, you've got you've got to pay out Brett Ratton. Yeah, X amount. If you're going with an untested coach, there's a possibility in that you're not going to get anyone better. Yeah, you're not going to you're not or you're not going to get the results out of them because they're they're un they're unproven. So, yeah, yeah look, it's, a, it's an interesting move for me only because I don't reckon their list is much chop. Like no. I think I think it's one paste and they've got obviously a few stars, but. To me, Ross Lyon, uh, I have always equated him to. There's a NBA basketball coach called Doug Collins. Yes, yes. And he, um, he's like that candle that burns really fast. And so, mm-hmm. in his first, you know, sort of three to four years, mm. if they haven't got a flag by then, he's pretty trouble. much burnt them out. Like he's, yeah, you know, you know, like he's he's intense and and he and he gets them up and and it's all happening quickly. Mm-hmm. And if it, if it doesn't work. In that first four years, it's hard from there. Yeah, the, the um, message the message wanes. Yeah, really the message quick. wanes, and just he he takes his toll on his staff because he's a hard taskmaster, etc. Um, and I just don't think the list is there for Ross to sort of really jump in and and accelerate this team into a top four position. Yeah, I might be. I mean, I'm pre- happy to be proven wrong there. Um, but for me, as I said, they just got a lot of the. I think their list is a bit of a mess. It, no, it, it absolutely is. Um, and I know whatever I say here is just going to get me into just more and more trouble because I'm an anti St Kilda person apparently. But look, with Ross Lyon, you know, having some time away from actually coaching and, and sort of getting into the media, you did we did see a much different side of him. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I in saying that because I've I've read that some people have said, well, you know, he's not going to be the same coach. I believe he even said. You know, I, I've made changes, and everyone does make changes. But 
I'm not sure how much that will, you know, how different it will be. I think the changes are probably going to be more from um, what we see, the people outside the club see. I think internally he's always been well-liked by the players. Mm -hmm. You know, I think he's always been quite, you know, that got that jovial slash serious side about him and, and, you know, really brought players together. So I don't think that's going to change. I think it's... Probably more what he does in press conferences and how he, you know, he's probably just interacts not, with the he's media. He's probably just not going to be as grumpy. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. You know, he's assembled a sort of a, a list of former yeah the old, the old school the old school St Kilda heavyweights. Yeah, so. which is look, I don't mind it. I mean, look, I don't, you know. I don't love it, but also like I don't, I, I guess I don't really care. Well, too if, much. You, if if you know that you've got. You know, only a short time in the role. You want people who know your message already. Yeah, and are willing to like so straight away. You don't have to teach a new assistant coach this message because they already know it. So, yeah. Um, having said that, I don't know if Robert Harvey had much to do with Ross Lyon. I, I, I doubt it. Think. But anyway, um, if you're a St Kilda supporter and you see the you know the band getting back together, I mean, pulls on the heartstrings, especially when sure. like I mean that we're talking about a club who's probably probably pushed <laughs> pushed their. Uh, Supporter base to the limits. Yeah, almost. Multi- multiple times. Yeah, almost. Did you see that? Did we mention that stat? That um, oh, we can't mention stats like that on here. But please keep going. No, no, that stat about how um, Joel Sowood has, has played, played, played more. Yeah, as many finals as St Kilda. And we hadn't mentioned it. I mentioned it to to. Uh, I think uh, it's a great stat. I'll just say that again, just in case. Uh, yeah, so, please. So do. Joel Sowood has played as many finals as the St Kilda Football Club in their entire history. Wow! And Joel Sowood started. His football career in 2007. <laughs> anyway. Carry on, St Kilda fans. Hope <laughs> you're having a, fun, a good night. Just a fun step. <laughs> uh, good luck to him, honestly. I, 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 yeah, good luck to him. Good luck, good luck to him and good luck to St Kilda. Yep, best of luck. Yeah, this is a cool one. Nash car driver Ross Chastain pulls off a video game-inspired move to seal the first NASCAR championship spot where he moved from 10th to 5th spot by riding along the wall in the last moments of a race at the Martinsville Speedway. Now, I hadn't seen this until you gave me a bit of homework to do. Mm-hmm. And when you say video game inspired, it is literally... It's literally video a video game, game sheet kind of a... So explain it, explain it to the people listening at, at home. home. Or at home or on the, on the bus or... On the bus. Or on the treadmill. On the, on the train. On the train. Or on the V-line. Or maybe, maybe some other transport or, system around um, the world. Maybe 2 a.m. as they try to get to sleep. <laughs> Listen to rain noises, it helps. <laughs> Look, NASCAR is basically one of the most boring things you can ever watch. So it's literally an oval mm. where cars just drive around for about yep. 150 laps. Yeah. Now, the laws of physics and whatnot, I'm not going to bore people and explain it, but when you're going around a track at a certain you know, the certain angle and a certain speed, you cannot, you can't have your car in like a higher gear than like third, I believe it is. And what people in video games, and I've done this because I've grown up like playing all those, all those yeah, video NASCAR games. NASCAR games. Yeah, all, all that crap. Time zone. Exactly. What you do is you can actually stick your car in fourth, fifth, and literally ride along the wall and basically let go of the, Jesus take the wheel. Yep. And, the the fact that you're going up against the wall, it just it takes you around. 
So it's, so it's probably like a, I don't know if it's gravity or inertia or one of these little I love terms. that word, inertia. Let's call it inertia. inertia. Yeah, it's inertia. And everyone's going, everyone's battling. It's, it was literally the last half of the lap. Yeah, it's amazing. Everyone's sort of battling and there's close enough. There's no way for him to make up a spot in such short time. He's literally just gone, literally, bubba, hold the wheel, up against the wall, chucked it in fifth and just literally just shown no regard or respect um, went from tenth to fifth in the, in the in the time it takes me to get up to go to pee in the middle of the night, and has got himself into the the I, th- I believe it's like the the top four race in the championship race. Yeah. So he's booked the first spot by doing that, yeah, like a, a pure situational move, which you know he would you probably might not get another opportunity to do that, and it really split the uh, the motorsport community. Yeah. A lot of I saw a lot of a lot of F one drivers like spoke about it. A lot of them loved it, and then a lot of like motorsport nerds were like, "You traditionalists, you." <laughs> it's not honourable. Mm. I loved it. Yeah. I, I think I think it's unbelievable. Like it's Jesus Christ. That's got to be real, <laughs> real dangerous. Yeah, exactly. And it's sport is entertainment. And, exactly. You know, don't don't worry about these. Sorry, bloody, David. Yeah, don't worry about David and Darren telling you you can't do this. exactly. You know, just hook into it. Exactly. Get stuck in. Get the people and yeah, like someone like me who zero care or interest in NASCAR has seen a NASCAR spell NASCAR exactly. Um, has now seen a NASCAR incident off the back of it. So well, the thing it it will it will generate it will get people to watch that championship, uh, that championship race will yeah. that person be me no probably not will it be me absolutely not but it will get some people it will get new people who have seen that clip and gone this, wow this yeah. is you know this is absolutely uh, dizzy rascal bonkers yeah. like i'm gonna watch the championship because this is obviously the the elite this, the, obviously this shit goes down every race this shit would happen like that would they're doing kickflips and stuff yeah yeah so yeah well done to ross and good luck i'm cheering for him in the final yeah, uh, Scott McLaughlin in that? Yes. Okay. Question, question without notice. Question without notice. Alleg- he's love, allegedly in the final. I love throwing you a little... <laughs> little allegedly in the final. Um, the 2002-23 NBA season is in full swing. Uh, already we've seen coaching changes, player suspensions, and days of our lifestyle drama um, in the first month. Uh, which is just vintage NBA. Um, oh, it, it does feel, and, and I'm very much a, I'm very much just an NBA drama watcher. Like yeah. I don't, I don't really watch the games. Yeah, it does feel like this year has just been unhinged, even for the NBA. There's a lot going on. There's so much going on. Um, I mean, a lot of it centers around Brooklyn. Obviously, um, yeah, sacking, pretty, pretty much just Brooklyn. Yeah, sacking Steve Nash, uh, who I think is happy. Yeah, I, yeah. Look, I don't think coaching. I, I think he had to be talked into coaching by KD mm. Kevin Durant because um, of their relationship at the Warriors, where um, Nash was like a consultant. Yeah. So you know, he and KD built up a really good, special little bond there, and okay. so KD was really. Fun. I didn't. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So um, and KD sort of really pushed for him to be the head coach, and so I think Nash sort of. I don't think it was ever in his plans, but he mm. did it, and I think he was felt like he was out of his depth, even though. Clearly, one of the best point guards ever yeah. played the game, but coaching is another caper. Um, that's interesting, though. I didn't, I didn't know that. So, 
Because usually the stars have like usually the stars get away with like what it, I mean. LeBron James has been carrying yeah. his best friend his whole life, and now his best friend's getting married to Adele. Mm. So I would have thought that maybe he had a stay of execution from maybe from KD. He, uh, maybe on, maybe they just both went. Yeah, this is not working. Yeah, which I, I dare say college college relationship. You know, it's, yeah, it's just KD would have been like, man, you're not happy. Get out of here. Yeah. Um, and then you got Kyrie, who's just. One weird cat, real weird cat. I think he's weirder than your boy uh, Russell Wilson, to be honest. Oh yeah, the, imagine those two at a party. Oh no, thanks. Yeah, and then you've got you wouldn't be buying a You've beer. got Kanye M seeing the event, like yeah. <laughs> no, um, I'm all good, thanks. So no, they've got yeah. There's plenty going on, but um, overall, um, you the know, Bucks look good. The Bucks look great. Um, uh, yeah. The, the Golden State um, Warriors, uh, they're not firing. Looking shaky, yeah, yeah. not firing. And they got they have got injuries and whatnot, but um, just shows how hard it is to stay at the top. Yeah, but, um, it's only very early days. Very early days. It is probably worth mentioning the Cleveland Cavaliers have had an absolutely sensational start to the year. Yep, yep. had a horrific loss opening day to the Toronto Raptors. My Toronto Raptors, mm-hmm. where they blew a massive lead. Raptors came back. Yep. One, that was my grand final for the year, so I'm very happy that the Raptors won that. Really the only game that counts for me. But good to see them bounce back from such a such a brutal loss, and I believe that they're second in the Eastern Conference now. Yeah, uh, so Donovan Mitchell's been a great picker. They, they've got, yeah, they've got a really good, mm. talented list. So, yeah, watch your space with them. With um, with Anderson Veragio to come back as well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, three years after a shocking cheating scandal during their run to the 2017 World Series title was revealed, the Houston Afro... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. The Houston Astros, not the Houston Afros, no. are back on top of the MLB after defeating the Philadelphia Phillies in six games to win the 2022 World Series of a baseball league which is played across two countries. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, 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 the World Series. Yeah. So this just this just ended today. Yep. Um, Do you know about this cheating scandal? I don't. It's not related to the fishing cheating scandal you mentioned no, last episode. No, it's not. Episode. I love my cheating scandals. Yeah, you so, do, yeah. So with baseball, a catcher will make a number of signs, right? Yeah, I know that. To, to yep. do that, and that's for the pitcher to tell him where it is. Yep. The Astros for two years wore buzzers on their under their jerseys, mm-hmm. and they had a cameraman behind the, you know, who's, who had a camera obviously behind behind the pitcher. Yeah, and they worked out like Morse code, right. so it'd be like so. It, I guess for baseball, like if you go like you know make two two, yeah, that just must be like universal for like fastball or something. Yeah. So it would be like buzz, buzz. So they know it's a fastball and then they would get the location. And so they won that on the back of that. Right. They also had a trash can in the dugout where they would bang it sporadically when like a change up. So a change up is basically like your slower ball. Yeah. Which you took a lot of wickets, a lot of wickets with. I did. Every every ball is a slow ball. Um, And so they got caught. They got fined $5 million. They got caught cheating and yep. winning the World Series because of this. Yeah. Um, That's a pretty small fine. Very small. And if you looked at the numbers for 
a lot of this, a lot of these players are still with the team. Yeah, right. Um, the general manager and the people involved got like you know moved on and then reinstated at other teams. So it's probably fair to say that this doesn't just happen on one team. It's probably a bit like they they got caught, but other teams. I think maybe, it was maybe a bit of a for everyone else pull your head in. Yeah, pretty much. I think this is this one was pretty elaborate. Like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the the buzzer, the buzzer one, because you usually get like a like a cough or whatever. Yeah. Um. Because the MLB has some like restrictions on like what cameras can be placed behind the the pitchers, you know, yeah. the pitcher basically. But um, yeah, a lot of people are still not happy because they're it's very much this uh, pretty much the same makeup from the team that still cheated. Raw and yeah, I mean, well, so there's obviously a giant asterisk over their 2017 World Series. Yeah, they got to keep it. Yeah, which is. Which seems a little seems yeah yeah but who knows but yeah I, I was upset the the city of Philly just the city of Philly knows how to handle a championship yeah they do not they do throw the toys out of the cot rapidly. they were they were the city was actually greasing up all the poles before <laughs> they when they made it like just in preparation because when the Eagles won it was yeah, it was oh, honestly chaos. absolute chaos but. Uh, yeah, congrats to the Astros, and I know there's a lot of um, Astros fans who listen to the show, so they probably won't be happy with... Uh, no, but well on your win. Yep. No, congrats. Um, yeah, that uh, that wraps up the headlines for this episode. Uh, I think it's time for the only thing we do this for. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty well established now. We just basically... We just like doing this segment, and everyone loves it. Like it's universally s- admired, I would say. Yeah, and it's a cult figure segment within a cult figure podcast. You know what it is, and and we've actually we've we've seen other people sort of tampering with our ideas. We're not going to name names. No, we're not going to name names, but just say that you're on our radar. Yeah, we're, we're aware. We we know we have lawyers. Yeah, well, we've got two. One we have- one is permanently anchored to La Poqueta. Uh, but the other one is a trademark specialist. Trademark specialist, and will come for you, and will mm-hmm. leave no stone unturned. No, so it's probably time for us now to throw over to everyone's favourite segment. kick it away uh yes so i am buying i'm buying just when you nail your fantasy draft or for one you know maybe if you know your starting squad just when Mm. you just so much rides on it your season's either fecked from the start or you are just smoking the pipe Mm. and um head wobble i nailed my nba fantasy draft um and just, I am just in a really nice position, and it just makes life easier. Who are we talking about? Who are we talking about? As in Who are the players? Who are the players we're talking about? Who that I nail? drafted. Oh, uh, well, I got. Or is great, it just everyone? Well, I just, oh, my, I just nailed my starting squad. Just nailed right. the draft. I got Greek Freak. I got mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, who's always very uh, green. I got uh, Fred Van, um, my boy, Fred Van Vliet. Bet on yourself. You know, Jimmy Butler. Oh. 
Yeah. Um, Miles Turner. I just look. Well, I'm deep. Mm-hmm. I run deep. Um, but the point is more that you know when you when you mm-hmm. nail your draft, or it might be your super coach, you nail that first opening squad, and then you just from there you're just sitting pretty. It just you know, life's better. Birds are chirping. Mm-hmm. The grass is greener. You know, just a real sense of utopia as you float around every day. So that's what I'm by. I don't want to urinate in your utopia. No, please don't. Fantasy football team, five and one, second. There you go. I nailed a lot of good picks. So this is what happens. If you nail your draft, you're away. And I nailed a massive trade. I mm. fleeced my boy Nick, who will be listening to this. Oh, Nick. I fleeced him for Brees Hall, who was in the MVP category. And I gave up my like third or fourth wide receiver, someone who I didn't really play. Nick, what are you doing? Guess what's happened the last two weeks? No, no. Brees Hall did his ACL. Oh. I've also lost another player to a my best player, uh, Jamar Chase. Those mm-hmm. NFL fans know that. He is the Greek freak of the NFL. I've lost him for six weeks. Okay. And I'm now five and three. Mm-hmm. And this week is probably going to be a tough win. A t- it'll be a tough win if I can get it. So I was in Utopia, mm. but, but I've, you, I've had a tough two weeks. You soiled your pants whilst... I did. Walking through Utopia, now you're in correct. You're in a, a hellscape. So, it, take take make the most of it. Is mm, what I'm. Okay. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Yep. Not trying to scare you. I just no, want no. You it's to fine. It's fine. I'm take um, it all in. No, I'm I'm uh, just absolutely floating mm. on air at the moment. But as I yeah, as you could say, as you know, it can change very quickly. One week's a long time in fantasy. Mm. Speaking of floating on air, mm-hmm. my first buy is mascots trucking kids. What? So, in the NFL, they love to play these little halftime games between a little peewee team mm-hmm. and the NFL mascots. Oh, God. That, and that the good. NFL mascots do not let up. So, is this like um, like the ScoMo moment where he bowled over that kid? Is that what like we were saying? Pretty that much. Sort of basically all the time? Yeah. But so, it is vicious. Like, these <laughs> kids are in pads with a helmet and these mascots are absolutely sending these kids into the opposite of utopia. Like, How old are these children? Oh, these kids would be less than the single digits. These kids would be, I reckon, seven to eight. So their idea of entertainment is having full-grown adults in, um, it's the most, in it's cartoon the best characters smashing young kids. Basically. Okay. It is honestly the best Who? videos you can watch. <laughs> I am absolutely obsessed watching it because you've got these... <laughs> These mas- some of these mascots we've spoken about Rocky, who's yeah, obviously a very he's just counting his cash, very and you know, obviously a talented athlete of no some doubt. sort. No doubt, a lot of these athletes are clearly some former college, mm. you know, players who are just on the field, just trying to. Yeah, white line fever is white line fever. Doesn't mm. matter what. Well, I don't know. I'd have trouble lining up an eight year old personally, but anyway, I wouldn't. <laughs> and that's my first buy. And that's why we're different. <laughs> that's why you have kids <laughs> and I do not. <laughs> and you'll have kids to nail them. My next buy is Better, the mm-hmm. betting agency. Um, and I know we were sort of chatting about this prior to the Melbourne Cup in, um, and how they probably were a little bit nervous. Uh, I think it was in the Australian, uh, they reported it was a potential $50 million payout if the <sighs> Melbourne Cup favourite got up. That's a few um, shekels. That's a lot of shekels, but 
it didn't, and so therefore they've pretty much nailed their launch, I reckon. Just uh, in that same article, Matthew Tripp said they had 300,000 new users in two weeks. Um, That's a lot. It's a lot. I wonder how many of those are duplicate accounts, and I say that because um, there's a lot of controversy over people not being able to cash out, and so I think they probably went, hang on. If you are, yeah. If you're, if you're playing funny buggers, we're gonna. We, if you're playing we're, funny buggers, we got we're, you. We get, we're gonna get you. So we can be funnier. But yeah, I mean, as a, um, you know, as a promotion, those hundred and one, or hundred dollars, different, hundred dollar odds was a real gamble. But he is a wizard. Honestly, he is. Uh, you can't argue that. You can't argue that he's anything other than a wizard. But it, it really was completely different to anything that. I guess any bookmaker has kind of seen uh, anyone yeah. who who knows it was audacious. It was audacious, and anyone who who doesn't know Matt Tripp, Matt Tripp basically bought Sports Bet um, a long time ago, um, sold it to the owners now, um, and has started a, a couple of other books and sort of yeah, but easy did the same thing, built built them up, sold them. He, um, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, so, what I wanted to ask you, and so I don't know if you, if any other listeners um, saw this promotion, but they were also offering a hundred to one odds on the NBA championship, mm-hmm. the AFL premiers, NRL premiers, and the um, the football World Cup, the soccer World Cup. Um, did you have a double at any of these? I did. Obviously, from that same article, yeah, I believe you'll find that they're probably in the hole about two hundred and fifty million if Port Adelaide win the flag, so <laughs> they're in trouble. I'm one of those people who are on Port Adelaide. I think. Well, you know, I mean, ten dollar max. So, um, yeah, I have ninety eight accounts. Okay, okay. All well, on Port their Adelaide. security team are coming for you as we speak. <laughs> actually, <laughs> hello, Mr. Bowen. Um, I think I'm on Milwaukee. You told me to do that. Yeah, so I'm on the Milwaukee Bucks for NBA, which is, I mean, mm-hmm. great start. They're, they're currently undefeated. Correct. Uh, and That's without good, right? their second best player hasn't even played yet. Who's that? Chris Middleton. I have no idea who that is. That's unbelievable. He, play, he played for Team USA. Um, <laughs> he's a good player. Um, uh, so AFL, I went Brisbane. Okay. Who'd you go? Port Adelaide. Oh, yeah, of Obviously. Like, um, NRL, I went... I just stuck with the Panthers. Yeah, Storm. You went Storm, yep. I'm uh, biased. Yep. Um, and I went Brazil for the World Cup. I went Australia. Now, you I know went. you can get 250. No, I went, I went, I went Brazil as well. Jesus, I was going to say. People were telling me to go France, and I'm like, the... Well, they've got an injury now. Who they got? One of their best players is out. Who? Um, I, I, I honestly don't even know. Like they've got, Thierry Henry or something. Oh, they've got that... That, um, that that scrub Mbappe. No, um, one of their good players is injured and out of the World Cup. So I'm I'm happy because of Brazil. I think are, same here. The, the Morales mm-hmm. we like to we like to call, but it, it is a an unbelievable gamble, uh, as you sort of said. Like, yeah, and I think that yeah, the, the Melbourne Cup was their big risk, I reckon. Yeah. Um, and they got through it. So yeah. Off and running, and we'll see whether it works. Yeah. Ultimately, no. Hats off to them. Um, yeah, because it was an incredible gamble, and I guess that's why they call it gambling. Gamble responsibly. Yes. My next one is maybe my favourite thing in sport. It's a nine data. A what now? A nine data. And a I'm not talking about. Data. I'm not talking about me on a Saturday night after no too many. To Sonia data. No. No. What's a nine data? A nine data is a darts term 
for when a player wins a leg with the minimum amount of darts. So in right. darts, you say you and me are playing, mm-hmm. you get three darts, I get three darts, mm-hmm. and you have to hit a certain score. Yeah, so if I, if I needed you know, 22 and I just went whack, yeah, one dart. That, I think it's 501 they start on, yeah, and yeah. The, the, the quickest you can get there is, is nine darts. Right, so it's, like a th- it's almost like a 300 game of 10 pin. Like the, it's that yep. kind of, the, you know. Basically, yeah. This is Nirvana. This is the ultimate aim for any dartsman or woman. It actually is because, you know, they, they, the camera is perfect, right? Because everyone is, everyone is waffled at these things. Yeah, I went to one of them once at Melbourne Park <laughs> and we were waffled. <laughs> I went to one at Etihad Stadium. Didn't didn't finish, but <laughs> so they throw the first dart, it lands. They throw the second dart, it lands, and then the camera zooms in. See this, you you would love this because there's the it's the video, the video side of it. And yeah, it the director be, is onto it. The director yeah. porn to you. You'd be like, and zoom in camera three, and camera three just get in there, get right in there. Keep when going. they and the best part is when they throw. The nine data. Obviously, everyone goes. So there's a lot of pressure on that ninth dart. Yeah, there is. And I assume it's uh, probably a, 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 like, what is it, a bullseye to get? Well, or not, is there a certain number? It's usually like triple. It's usually like a triple twenty. Yeah. Um, and then like a, and then like a maybe a triple sixteen, and then like a double five. I've just completely the darts something like that. Something darts like community that, yeah. is going to just lose it because you have yeah. to end on a double. Yeah, right. Okay. You can't just throw like you need ten and just throw it in the middle of the. Yeah, so I was wondering what the actual you had to end and what that ninth dart was. Yeah, and when they hit it, the crowd loses it. And well, it's, all, it's like a yeah. It's always like the same song, and everyone's like, so how, how often does this happen? Oh, it, it it's not like something that's like once in a blue moon. Like it happens frequently. Oh, right. Okay. Wow. But it's like it's just so that's good to watch. High end darting. Oh, it is so exciting. Like nothing gets my like the blood flowing down below than more than a nine data. Wow. It's a nine data. <laughs> He's Van Gerwen has done it. Michael Van Gerwen is like the goat of of um, darts. So he throws them. He throws them yep. like with his eyes closed. Yeah. So that's my second buy. Well, that's good. I, 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 it was a good buy, and I got an education, and I'm go. sure everyone else out there did too. Happy to help. Um, my next buy is advertising space. Okay. Now, I don't know if you've seen the latest um, going on at Twitter with oh, Elon yeah. Musk <laughs> buying it, and it's um, look, it, it's if it's not a shit show now, it probably oh, will be a, a shit show very soon. Fucking nightmare. People are allowed to buy verification ticks for $8 and call themselves whoever they want to call themselves. I have Chris a feeling Bowen Chris Bowen is about to change his... spewing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but what has happened is that advertisers have just run away from Twitter. Yeah. So I don't know if you've noticed it, but there's no mm. ads on Twitter anymore mm-hmm. because brands do not want to tie nah, themselves it's to so this. toxic yeah it's a toxic environment so it's created a vacuum where advertisers businesses they're looking for advertising space they want to go somewhere reputable engaging mm-hmm. a safe space mm-hmm. may i recommend what's that come in come in it's the refill we have a lot of advertising space we have available. a lot of space we are reputable we are engaging and we are safe. We never say anything that is beyond boundaries. No, we we protect ourselves. How many times have we been sued? Never. Um, Why? 
Because uh, not enough people listen. <laughs> <laughs> and we say allegedly uh, about yeah, everything, course, yes. even stuff we know is true. Yeah, and we've got a lot of lawyers who... That's um, not alleged. That is yeah, true. That is true. Um, so, no, I mean, it was more a point about how Twitter has just become this absolute... Uh, it's it's amazing to watch in real time, to be It honest. actually is, because yeah. I've often said that Twitter is the worst place in the world. It's the worst place in the world, but it's also a place that I just can't stay away from. No, same here. It's like I can't turn away because, like, I, I could tweet tomorrow, right? Let's have, a, let's have, I have my first child. I could tweet a photo of like my, me and my newborn baby, and be like, I can't believe I've just had, you know, I've just had a child. Like, my my life is about to change. Th- yeah. There's no better feeling than this. Hashtag new dad. And someone will reply, worst oh, kid ever. I, I, no, no, someone will reply, I, I can't have kids. This is this is really offensive. Like there is this is really insensitive yeah. to people who can't have children. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, there's always there's always someone offended. There is literally. It doesn't matter what you say. It's amazing to me that people are able to. It makes zero sense. Like you, you can um, basically you, get yourself verified. Call yourself Elon Musk, and yeah. the only the only way that people know it's not you is that you've got you know, two followers as opposed to two million. But yeah. Crazy! It's going to be. It's the wild west. It, it, on, it honestly is like actually about to get really. It's about to get really rank. And so I and I'm, so, and I'm here for it. So full, full disclosure, I actually own shares in Twitter. Is this a joke? Or no, not? this is dead serious. Okay. No, so I their shares would have just fallen out of the bloody. Yes, I, I bought them. I bought them a little while ago. Like once the once the the, the bum was starting to fall out. Yeah. Just because of the fact that it's so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And you've got no idea what what it's going to do. Like, I'm I'm not sure how big of a crypto guy you are. I'm uh, not. No, I've I've dabbled in the arts of um, some crypto, but mm. it's more. Um, I have too, but yeah. it's what Elon Musk sort of does. Like, mm. and what he, what he some of the stuff he's like. Yeah, it's he. Just, um, it's so unpredictable. Well, yeah, he, he's massively unpredictable, but he also is a bit of an accelerator. Like, he'll just look to mm-hmm. get this as profitable as quickly as he can, and then yeah. try and get. The hell out of Dodge. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Dodge Coin. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, oh, Shiba Inu kind of guy. Mm, oh, yeah, fair. <laughs> so yeah, well, watch this space for Twitter because uh, yeah, it's about to turn into an absolute circus if not already. I love that. That's a buy. Mm, that's my buy. <laughs> my last buy is someone I didn't think I was going to like. Right, I saw one of his videos, mm. and he's a TikToker. Were you on TikTok when you saw this? I was on Facebook. Someone put the TikTok on Facebook. This man's name is Joey Swole. Now, Joey Swole is exactly what his last name suggests. He's a absolutely large... Just got no circulation in the fingers? No, he's just a unit. Just a big unit. Just a gym unit. And what he does is he actually calls out people for posting shitty gym related videos so is in like bad technique or is in like no, just people who, who just no people who take like tiktoks of yeah, like yeah, yeah, you know yeah, people yeah. who are a little bit bigger at the gym and sort of going like have a look at this have a look at this guy like stuff like that oh people who like yeah, like it's a bit of like shaming yeah people who shaming and he shames them Great. and he is such a huge he's literally has like millions of followers i watch all his videos it's so un- and it, it's not it's not degrading what he does he doesn't go, you're a shit person. Yeah. He goes, brother, 
let's pick people up. He goes, this is not what to do. He's just so polite and courteous. What's his name again? Joey Swole. I'll have to check him out. Honestly, I watched, I've watched one of his videos. I'm like, you know what? That was pretty cool, which is yeah. so unlike me because I would see this and go, that is trash. <laughs> but I was just like, I was just. Well, that's the Joey Swole effect. It was the, the Joey Swole effect. Like, I just became a more positive human watching his go. videos. This is great. And I, I was like, I, I love what he's doing because he could he could very easily take his platform and yeah. be one of those hardos at the gym or be one of those, you know, like do the proper technique. Yeah, he could like study his own cell segment and just like sell everyone that... Really? Yeah. Literally. He could yeah. try and rip off this and... Yeah. Do actual sales, but he's using it for good, and good he's using him. it to not not call out people, but call out people's behaviours and try and make change, try to make them better people. So I like it, I like it. I'm a better person after I watch his videos. There you go. So, well, we recommend the whole community to have a look. Yeah, big shout out to Joey Swole, and Love I know him. he's a big fan of the show. So, yeah. Uh, Onto the selling. Yeah, let's go from something really positive to something to real just negative. Really negative. Um, now, I'm not, I don't want, this is not um, deliberately controversial or anything like that. I don't, and I don't want to sort of get too far into the weeds with this, but I do, I just, it's more of an observation. And I just want to wonder what you sort of think about it. Sure. But I'm selling the horse protesters, the nut for the cup peeps. Yeah. And my, and again, uh, like you know, personally, I think you know I've I've owned horse races, horses before, and you know I enjoy horse racing, and I, I see both sides of the argument and 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 whatever. Um, but my problem with these horse protesters is that it's such a flash in the pan. Yeah, it's like it's, on, you, the, it's on you, one day. Yeah, exactly. It's like are you do, are you passionate about mm. this, like always, or is it just one of those things to jump on? You know, drop a hashtag and then say that, you know, you're, you know, say like, you know, where are you in midwinter in Ballarat when there's a race meet on? Like, exactly. Well, there's none of them there. They're like, well, it's where, a synthetic track. Yeah. No, we don't. Where, where's, <laughs> you know, where were they during the Everest? Where were they? You know, like, mm. you're either in or you're out. Exactly. Yeah. You can't, you, yeah. And, that, and that's what, and that's what I shared a few, shared a few humorous, uh, stories mm. uh, poking fun at these people. What 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 and did again, it? And again, me? I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Um, I'm not disputing or having a go at their beliefs. No, because they they obviously believe that you know it's it's um, it's no good, and so they and they have every right to protest it. Absolutely. But I do question your uh, commitment to the cause if it's just a Correct. once a like literally one out of a whole year. Yeah, it's the it's like the. The bandwagon effect. Absolutely. It's a, one person's in a nice flashy car and he's driving and people go, well, it looks nice. Mm. Uh, and they jump along. What what irritated me is the fact that you do get, and, and a lot of these people, as we mentioned, flash in the pans, you know, there are a couple of stories, you know, they might make a stupid video or whatever, you know. But uh, someone broke into the track and flooded it with oil. I think it was oil. Which makes it dangerous for horses, I which, would have thought. Yeah, literally makes it more dangerous for the animals which you're protesting. So they're, now, they're not rocket scientists, some of them. No, I'm I'm completely with you. So that's a good first sell. Yep. 
And I love that you just set me up for like segues. Like, there you go. Like rocket scientist. My first sale is someone I'm pretty sure I may have already sold on this, but he has to be resold. Kyrie Irving. Mm, yeah, he's no rocket scientist. Like, although he does read the Oxford Dictionary, he said. Did you see oh, that quote? No, like honestly, I don't think I don't think a man could. And I'm not even going to like dive too much into this because yeah. this guy is so far beyond a joke. It's not funny. Yeah. Um, what he sh- the stuff that he shared online is just so beyond hurtful, um, and just a, a, a period in time that we just cannot. We cannot have like, a, especially people with a platform and a, a oh, big following like him. Honestly, it's just it spews such hate mm. and such absolute rubbish that you know people just these people just do not need to just keep reliving this. So I'm selling him. Yeah, I've just had enough. Like yep. that. That's no, fair. The press that last press conference where he just kept interrupting the journalist who was asking genuine, legitimate yeah. questions. Yeah. Um. Just shows how much of a fucking clown this bloke is. So, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if I wouldn't be surprised if this is it. I think yeah. he's done at Brooklyn. I'd, he's uh, definitely done at Brooklyn. You'd be surprised how many chances elite talent get at. I want it to be his last chance. Yeah, I'm not convinced it is. I, I have a feeling he'll he'll play again. Well, good because I can just keep selling him. That's true. And teams will just be like, "Oh, she's sold. Oh, we'll God. have to have to move him on." Yeah, yeah. Um, my next one is. And it sort of dawned on me as I was watching it, because um, I never really paid a lot of attention to it, but it's... um, it's Oh, that commercial? The super ads. Oh, it's trash. Look, look they're no good, but... they sit, So for 29 out of 30 seconds, they talk about how if you had been with this super fun, you'd yeah. have more money and blah, 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 blah. And then the last line is... Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. Yeah, correct. Which basically... It's literally subjective. Yeah, but it just undermines. So the last undermines the whole twenty nine seconds. Yeah, they've said if you've been with us, you would have made this money, and then at the end they say that is actually not a reliable indicator. So yeah. what you've just watched is trash. Yeah. So what we just said. Is so what a are lie. we actually? Yeah. So what it was, uh, but it's it's been going uh, for years. Yeah. So it's obviously successful. Ah, uh, I but, mean, well, well, because how it's successful is because it's like the the baby boomers, the one who the ones who have their their money into super and they're the ones who change into it. We really mm. should get magic on here to explain this. And oh, No, I'm falling asleep. <laughs> no, I am. Um, no, because I just, I'm just, because it got me thinking, like how many other products or things are out there mm. where they sell, they sell something and at the end they say, what we've just told you is bullshit. I wonder how many, yeah, I wonder how many people, I wonder how many industries or products can actually legally do that. Yeah, well, I mean, the disclaimer is super strong. Like, it's like... It's like, it's huge. Yeah, and then, so, but they, they've like, I don't care, we're running with it. We don't care. Yeah. Um, That's a good sell. Yeah, so I'm just like, I wonder how many other product, mm. um, products are out there where it's just like, what you've just heard is complete shit. <laughs> this show. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I'm completely with you. It, it, uh, that ad always irritates me. Mm, yeah, because it's, it's like, yeah. it, it, you know, you know what it encourages? It, it encourages people to like, to you know, to think about like the other people's financial situations. Yeah, and compare and it and, and then, compare it when because yeah. it's like you know, we'll compare the pair. Yeah. It's like yeah, compare the market. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's like it's like Tim and Chris, same age, no, same income, same income, no hair, mm. but. Yours is growing. 
why is mine stagnating? <laughs> He's holding yeah. on. I'm uh, not. Well, yeah. Why is he not conceded defeat? Uh, yeah, so that that's my next sell. Yeah. No, that's a good one. My next one is it's Sri Lankan cricket. Okay. So just for a number of reasons. The start of the World Cup, Sri Lanka was playing in the the play-in tournament. Yeah. With like Namibia, who they lost to. Yeah. Cricketing powerhouse. Mm. Netherlands. Yeah. Like Min- UAE. The, min- the minnows. The minnows. And Sri Lanka's not a minnow cricketing nation. No. No, from the way they carry on, mm. you know, you would have thought that they're top five. Well, from the days of Arinda De Silva and... Chaminda Vass. Chaminda Vass and who else? I'm not going to say Sanath Jayasiriya because he used to use... He used to have springs in his bat. Did he really? Yeah, so that's why, allegedly, that's why he made so many runs. And he went over and played for the Astros. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so... But a once proud cricketing nation, like yeah, they g- genuinely have, um, you know, a number of guys who were top top ten bowlers, top ten batsmen. Oh yeah, um, they're pretty much turned into a complete joke. Mm-hmm. And just when we need them to not be a joke, they just all they need to do is beat England, and and we were we were in. <laughs> and yeah, what do they never, do? They were never going to beat England when, they, when we needed. No, them. but but you know what they did? I watched it. I had to turn it on because it was close enough. They kept yeah. it close enough to lose in the last over. Yeah. So that earned them a trip That's... on the smack bus. <laughs> and the smack bus stops here yep. in this segment. And so, I, yep. And here so, it's just <laughs> arrived. Sri Lankan cricket, welcome. Right on time. <laughs> Take a seat next to Wayne Bennett. <laughs> My final sell is, well, I do this with a heavy heart. I, I do not enjoy doing this. Um, and it's misinformation. It's fake news. Oh, no. You've seen what I do on Facebook. Um, now, we talked last uh, podcast about um, how I sold Ted Lasso. Oh, uh, my God. So I sold <laughs> Ted Lasso. And then I got a – I'm not going to name names, but I got a very interesting direct message from someone. Again, I'm not going to name names who told me that your agreement on the sale of Ted Lasso was actually misinformation slash fake news that you, Christopher, enjoyed Ted Lasso and thoroughly um, would have been anti-sell. This is just... You were a buy. This is the purest form of propaganda that I've, like, ever heard. So I just, I mean... This we is, owe it to our listeners to tell the <laughs> truth at all times. So this is kangaroo court, and I'm getting, I'm guilty again. <laughs> so you enjoy Ted Lasso? So no. Here's the thing, right? <laughs> yes. Here's the thing. I watched. I didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. If I liked it, I would have finished the show. Okay. I enjoyed certain parts of the show. Okay, here we go. I didn't like the show because Mm. I spent most of the show going, this is so stupid, this would never happen. It's like eating three quarters of the cake, leaving the icing and saying you didn't like the cake. Exactly. Like, no, but I just agreed to what you said. No, No, look, I, 
I can see where you're coming from. I, again, I, I was just an I'm innocent not, person and I was just going about my business and I received a very interesting... I'm not happy about this, to be honest. I feel like <laughs> there's blurred lines somewhere Maybe. in some relationship in my but life. And someone think, has, As I said, we owe it to our listeners to be as honest as possible at all times. And I just wanted to just, just, just put it out there. The cake analogy... The cake analogy sucks because <laughs> the one you agreed to, yeah, okay, okay, <laughs> yeah, the one I the one I agreed to. But better call Saul, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many seasons were there? Uh, I'm gonna guess if it's not five, it was eight. I think it was okay. eight. Let's say eight. The amount of Ted Lasso I watched that would be the equivalent of you watching five seasons of Better Call Saul, then stopping, mm-hmm. being able to watch it and going, yeah, I loved it. Mm. I don't know about I don't know about that I don't know. Well, this is fine. And again, I just I don't want to create an awkward situation or anything like that. Just <sighs> just just wanted to. I'm just a punching bag wherever I go in the world. <laughs> I just found it very interesting. I think we're going to have to throw this one to the listeners now. Do you love a show if you have physically not finished it? And mm. have decided not to finish it because I decided not to finish it. Yeah, but you, yeah, no. This is again, it's a good conversation because um, there's certainly shows where start off really strong and you really enjoy them, and then they fizz off and you just go, "No, I'm not." It didn't even start strong. Wow, his accent was. Sh- it was in the middle of lockdown. Oh, and it was the, excuses. It was a honeymoon honeymoon period. Of oh, our, it was wow. a honeymoon period of our oh, relationship. Dear. So I was trying to be nice. Oh boy, so. Like, yeah, I love Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is my favorite. No, no, show, no, no, it's not, not, not asking that. I just, I just, I said, I just found a little bit of information just snuck past my desk, and I just thought I'd just mention it. No, I'm glad. I'm glad that that information was was part, came through to your <laughs> came through your assistant and landed on your desk. Mm-hmm. There'd be retribution for that, and which is good because this has put me in a little bit of a cranky mood for my last. <laughs> oh, one. here we go. My my last cell is these art-destroying protest nuffies. Oh, yeah, God, Jesus. I don't think I've seen a bigger waste of oxygen Mm. and brain cells in my life than what what this is. It is, no, 100. Couldn't agree anymore with you. It is, I, I violently agree with you. It is unbelievable how stupid these people are. So they're protesting oil. Mm. They're protesting oil. Mm-hmm. And what they're doing is going to art galleries, super gluing themselves to famous paintings. Not even, some of them, not even oil based paintings. Not even oil based paintings. <laughs> and putting canned food, tipping canned food over their bodies and sitting there. Like, no, I, 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 they're cooked. They are super cooked. Is there, is there a more cooked? Is there a more cooked bunch of people? Actually, maybe people who believe in the like, you know, plastic straws killed turtles. Um, <laughs> but is there a more cooked person than someone who does that? No, I think they're super cooked, um, and it's it's narcissistic too. It's like I'm so imp- I'm so important that I I can destroy or try to you know ruin a. Vincent Van Gogh. Vincent what, Van Gogh. What because the hell because did he... because my beliefs are more you know, like come on. Yeah. Oh, I forgot Vincent Van Gogh worked for BP drilling. Yeah. Like my yeah, bad. he was a massive he was a shell ambassador. Um Yeah. yeah. 
I just, I just, I guess I don't understand. Like, you know, we, we spoke about protests before and you can see both sides. Mm. I understand them protesting oil. I don't understand what they're doing. Well, they're trying to get the most, they're trying to uh, defecate or desecrate a, um, a famous art to get attention and then that attention is um, to their cause. But it's just stupid. It, it just makes. No, it makes zero sense. Oh, yeah. And I've, I've tried to like, I've tried to, and I haven't tried really hard because every time I, I watch one of these videos, I get really annoyed. I like troll through the comments to try and see, like understand mm. what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And it's just, the responses are very, make what I've just said here extremely oh, I know. mild. You, yeah, you, you've, you've, um, I, I've you've re- been very tempered. <laughs> I've been real shallow end with, yeah. with this compared to what some people are saying. But yeah. that it just makes... Like it, it literally is like one of those. No, I'm not saying time and place, but it's like, it's like, what's your what's your objective here? And like, it just doesn't make yeah. sense, right? Yeah, no, I it's agree like with you, that. it's like you saying like, it's like you protesting the the cost of how much how much it costs to make a movie, mm. and then you're going, oh, bang, new Batman's coming out, and you go watch it. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, honestly, no, it's it's nonsensical. It. it We've mentioned the word utopia. Mm. That takes me out of my the nirvana I feel when I'm in utopia, seeing stuff like that. Yeah, that's so no good. So Ted Lasso and these art destroying <laughs> nuffy flogs can flog off. Can flog off. <laughs> that's a. Yeah. He's done. I'm he's, done. He's out. I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> Onto the smack bus he goes. <laughs> Uh, and that is this week's uh, stock market brought to you by, insert sponsor name. Correct. Very, and we will sell, we are quite happy to sell our soul. <laughs> we don't even, like we, if you, might it, not, you might not even yeah, have to pay. If, if, the, take, if, <laughs> if Super wants to come on board, we are, we are ready to go. We're ready. Honestly, we're ready for any call. We're, we will. Yeah. We, we will. If the protesters want to sponsor us, yeah, you'd we be su- will, you you would be surprised how quickly we would we would walk everything back. Yeah, you would be surprised. So please inquire within. We probably need to talk about Australia in this World Cup. Yeah, we should. We should. Disappointing. Yeah, it's tisk, tisk. it. Uh, it it's look. It's a hard one to swallow because of the fact that. It really was the first game we laid an egg. We laid a pretty big egg. It was like the first four overs. Fours for, yeah, that um, left-hander. The left-hander ended our tournament, essentially. Yeah, that's it. When your net run rate gets mm-hmm. decimated like that, it's over. Yeah. I do think that there is a number of different factors that sort of were out of our hands. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware, there's the five-ball drama last game. No, no. Literally a five ball over when we we're batting. God, how you how with today's That's technology? Different. You got two umpires. You've got a scorer. You've got how does that happen? I, I honestly, one of the most puzzling things that like that is the most village thing. Yeah, it's so village, and it's literally happened in a World Cup. Yeah, it's mm, yeah. Mm. We don't have every of every stadium that this is played at has electronic scoreboards. And you usually know too when you're a batsman. You're hundred percent know. You're, you're like, hang on, that's that's. Yeah, I'm still one shorty. Because I would pray every ball, and I'd be like, <laughs> yep, six prayers done. Um, 
Yeah, well, that's no good. I mean, and the fact that, I mean, the Australian-England game getting washed out. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I think we win that. Well, if we win that, we're in. Correct. Yeah, so, literally. Because um, well, England but, haven't been good. No, that's right. And as I said, I mean, as I said earlier, like, it doesn't take much to go, you know, to send things um, into the wrong direction at you go. Mm. It's the, the makeup of this team is just, it is kind of bizarre. Like our test team is so settled, and yeah, I, I don't know about I don't know about you. I I care I care about every aspect of the Australian cricket team. Yeah, but Test is where my heart yeah, lies. Yeah, I love I love Test cricket. Yeah, I, I do wonder though if that's the if that's the majority of the cricketing like supporter base. Like, whereas as cricketing fans in Australia, a lot of people just really don't care about no. or, or T20. They might, yeah, or, vice, or, or on the flip side, it might be you know, the younger generation that really care about T20. Mm. I would, to me, from uh, the outside looking in, it's just a really opportune moment to blow it up and just get the best young cricketers, yeah. ones who are like dominate the big bash mm. Get them in. We don't need Pat Cummins and Hazelwood. Well, Pat Cummins didn't have a... No, yeah, but, yeah. but, and, you know, Steve Smith struggles and, you know, you got Wade who's old, you got Warner who's old. Mm. Well, you don't have to get rid of all of them, but for me, it's just a real opportunity just to go, let's get the next generation in. Not, 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 not just picking for the sake of picking, but yeah. like, there are some really genuinely great there T20 is, yeah. cricketers going around for Australia. Our man Teague Wiley, uh, as we just mentioned. There's, there's, yeah, exactly. So get them in. Yeah, there's no good. There's no good playing your 34 year olds who no. who struggle in teaching and who cricket. don't care. And they don't care. Just yeah. get them out. No, no, you're absolutely spot on. I think another thing, and I don't want this to come across as me kind of like pinning the blame on him. Aaron Finch has been mm. like Aaron Finch has been on the back nine of his international career for yeah. a little while now. He's Really struggled with form and yeah, he's been super inconsistent. Unfortunately, uh, honestly, having him in the side really didn't help. No. Um, they sort of, you know, they he was opening for so long. They put him at three, four. Like it's yeah. just this, it, again, this is what I'm saying. Like it's just rip the band aid off. Yeah, you know? uh, I think they do. I, I think there's a there. You know, we've got these guys like you know Stoinis and yeah, and Tim David and Glenn yep. Maxwell. Like, yep. Genuine T Twenty players. Yeah, you know that. You know who they are. Yeah. So just they're the ones we should be focusing on. I think, and I think you just need to acknowledge that they're just. It's almost a different sport, honestly. Mm. It's just the makeup of your Test team versus your T Twenty team should be vastly different. I reckon. Yeah. Are you concerned about some of the crowds though that we've seen? Like Australia, Afghanistan uh. had. And like a North Melbourne St Kilda kind of a crowd. Yeah, not really because the weather hasn't been great. It's only no. just gone good. Mm. It's been a lot of rain across the whole country, obviously, um, and it's been you know, a little bit chilly. So, no, I'm not super worried about it. I think, you know, if you want an example of when you get two great teams in a meaningful contest, look no further than Pakistan, India at the MCG. Oh, how amazing was that? You know, so I don't. So, I'm, so that's why I'm not worried. There's also talks of uh, there potentially being a Pakistan India test here. That would be off chops. Yeah, unbelievably. I would absolutely good. love it. Obviously, there's uh, such a large Pakistani Indian community in Australia, and we saw yeah. we saw that that look that game looked like 
hell and and heaven, like with the amount of like uh, swings and roundabouts. That yeah, game like had. yeah, yeah, like Pakistan at the end, just yeah, because they, they know like so much was riding on it. Like, they, yeah. It's a genuine rivalry for you know, a lot of reasons, but it wouldn't be unprecedented. Like you know, they've played tests at neutral venues before, so mm-hmm. India Pakistan. At the MCG in like a February or something. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Fill your boots. Fill your boots. That, that literally, that, you know what? That would probably get a bigger crowd than Boxing Day. It, it would. Yeah. Which yeah. is not a great look. No, it's not a great look, but man, why not? No. Great atmosphere. Um, uh, honestly, and I would, I would. For even, a neutral observer, it'd be party time. Yeah, honestly, and I would go to that. You know, yeah, same. We absolutely filled our boots in. The Scott Boland test. <laughs> we had more beers than overs. <laughs> that is actually fact. I had to be put on a train home <laughs> before lunch. Uh, yeah, but no, I completely forgot about that. Um, that we we, <laughs> we were there for that because I was there for pretty much every day of that test. Yeah, and no, it was a good day. I it was, was Scott Boland just wrapping up the tail, <laughs> wrapping up the whole team. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it it is pretty disappointing to be honest that. Um, we don't qualify because we play four games, we win three, lose one, and ultimately it's a it's the fact that we just you know, we, we lost so just badly it, and we just it, Yeah, just let let the just yeah. We'd played a lot of uh, there's an article um in the paper as well about how Australia and Pakistan have played a lot of cricket leading up to this. Um we have we looked, actually and have. already looked pretty fatigued. Yeah. Um so and again uh, you know if the ICC set that Schedule is not a lot you can do, but I don't think it did us a lot of favours. Yeah, because we played India, we played Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe, we played the West Indies, we played a lot of a Sri lot Lanka, of, yeah, and a lot of like, you know it's an early time in Australia to be playing cricket then, and it's yeah, yeah. It and a lot a of those bit, were a little bit meaningless. A lot of those were away, yeah, too. So yeah, no, I think yeah, the Aussies looked a bit you know a little bit cooked before the tournament, and I think that start probably sums it up. As a this is probably a, this is a question without notice, but. As someone who does, you know, is in the media landscape, some sort, mm-hmm. do you find how Cricket Australia sort of advertises and promotes things like the the West Indies Zimbabwe stuff? I, I, I knew I knew about that the day of the game. Like, do, do yeah, you, it's tough because they're competing against the AFL finals, really. Yeah, uh, for you know, so all they can really do is rely on the broadcasters to promote it internally, mm. which Fox did. But, again, for me, it just felt too early for cricket. It, it is, honestly, too early. So it's hard to get engagement levels high when people are still in that footy mode uh, slash just need a bit of a break before, you know. Because you a, do need a break. You need a break. It's a, such a traditional thing. You, you know, usually it's um, usually it's sort of end of November, early December, the first test at the Gabba. Yeah. You've, you've, you've had enough of a break between footy season, horse racing's done, and you're starting to, you know, come on, I, I want a bit it's of like, cricket. It's like, it's, it's like in two, two or three weeks' time from and now. And that's just a built-in yeah. Aussie psych thing. Like, mm. you know, so to try and, um, on, I wouldn't say force feed, but to try and really ram cricket in early. Um, especially from, like, you know, September. It yeah. just doesn't feel right, and you're and trying to ram like um, like the West Indies and Zimbabwe. Yeah, like, and, yeah. Again, team, yeah, team. So that's not going anywhere. No, I just think it was just too early. So I don't, I don't, um, you know, I don't envy Cricket Australia with the task they have in trying to promote those those games at that time. Mm. No, yeah, disappointing to say the least. And um, I, 
we don't take losing well. So no. the, the fact that this is a home World Cup mm. and we haven't qualified for a final, I think there's going to be a bit. I want scapegoats. Well, I think there will be. I want. I want more than one. Um, and maybe not scapegoats is the right word. There might just be a reallocation of. I want heads to roll. Well, sure. Okay, heads are going to roll. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Cummins is going to be stripped of test captain. Um, he'll be forced to just play T20s and learn how to bowl properly in T20s. Well, I mean, if that's what it takes. No, look, uh, yeah, as I said, it's just a great opportunity to reset. Yeah. Uh, who do you think will win? Oh, that's a good question. Um, because South Africa were my, were my smoky and then they lost to the Netherlands. Yeah, I know. It's and now very, they're going home. It's very volatile. I, don't, I think New Zealand will win. Same here. Same yeah. here. Oh, there's just there, there's enough there, there's enough X factor. Yeah. There's enough X factor there. It's one of those ones that's really going to be any team on their day sort of situation. But no, I think, yeah. Yeah. Kiwis, why not? And they've got that... Um, they've got that... Why not attitude? They're, they're, they've never been intimidated. Like no. if you look at them on a talent level compared to say in India or even Australia, yeah, they're like, yeah, no worries. Like we, they had an opening batsman who was a part-time accountant, yeah, and he was like, yeah, so what? Like so, I actually kind of admire that about the New Zealand people. Yeah, um, which is a good way to segue because I'm actually heading off to New Zealand this week. So, oh, be, uh, work or uh, pleasure or play. Play for play. Yeah, whereabouts in uh, New Zealand? To, to Queenstown, lovely part of the world. Are you doing Wanaka? Yes, yeah. Beautiful part. Of Queenstown, Wanaka, uh, absolute humble postcard everywhere you look. Well, you know what I might do? I might send you a postcard. Please do, and I'll just write just some of the nastiest stuff that comes to my mind. Yeah, and then when my uh, when my nine year old gets the mail <laughs> and reads it, he'll go, Dad. <laughs> And the next time I see him, he's had enough enough karate lessons and just yeah, absolutely. No, he'll just be the, uh, taught him some new words. <laughs> um, no, enjoy, mate. That's a beautiful part of the world. Yes, no, I'm looking forward to it. So, so yeah, so, so we'll probably have to do a show. Um, it's probably be the last show for for a few weeks while I reset, recharge, and then recalibrate we can, and uh, yeah, recharge the batteries. And enjoy. We can really go cricket heavy. Mm, yeah, well, test cricket heavy. Not yeah, this. Nah, none of this fancy T twenty. This yuppie crap. No, bloody let's get in fair income. Yeah, let's get fair income and let's have get a Scott, crack. Let's get bloody Scott Boland back. Chris Franklin style. Let's really <laughs> dig in. Beers in the beers in the inflatable pool kind of a crack. Yeah, there we go. But uh great episode. Always a pleasure talking to you. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Uh, thank you very much for everyone who listens. Uh, God bless. Yeah, we and do appreciate your uh, your earlobes. Yes, and go New Zealand, not India. You guys ready to do this? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, fans around the world. We welcome you to this historic event. Historic because we've seen boys become men, men become leaders and leaders become legends.